I'm Taryn Lewis. And I'm Quentin Lewis, and we are Urban Eden. This, this, is, this is Diversified, Diversified game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kellen. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I have Taryn and Quentin Lewis from Herb in Eden, a black-owned soap company. I uh, got this, you know, note from one of my friends and clients, Phil. He said, I really like this soap. So I said, hold on, I got to check out this soap and the creators and the owners of it so they can give us the game before they are in Forbes. Before they are, you know, just so big, we got to go through, you know, 10 people just to get them in, on the buyout. So welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to get right to it just because, you know, I have like maybe half a coof, half a manners. And I just want to know, Black Soap, how did it begin? What it was the first step? Because, you know, people could say soap is easy to make, but I don't think so because I don't know how to do it. <laughs> and, you know, then to put it out for consumption and dealing with, you know, the pandemic and everything else, what were the steps of, you know, getting here to where you're at? So, yeah, um, I was pretty much looking for a skill to get into. Um, I literally went and bought a book um, about crafts. And from there, um, there was a little insert in there about um, soap making. So I just ordered all of the materials. And at that time, I was just doing like a melt and pour where you buy the base and melt it down and add the additives to it. Um, and that kind of just sparked my interest for soap making in general once I made it because um, the first soap I ever made was like a lavender soap. So I was like, wow, you could put lavender essential oils and, um, lav and lavender herbs in it. And I was like, wow. And you use this every day to take a shower. And so Quentin, you know, after some time of just me doing it as a hobby, he was like, you know, you should learn how to make it from scratch. And I was looking like, what? Like, wait a second. I got to learn how to make the soap from scratch. And so I went and bought a soap making kit. And um, from there, I was making it from scratch. So um, the soap making kit that I got, we used, um, I used vegetable oils, like coconut oil, um, palm oil, olive oil, and a little bit of castor oil um, to make the soap. You combine that with sodium hydroxide and then add um, herbs and essential oils from there. And um, I was just blown away by that process of um, being able to combine these ingredients and um, allow it to cure for about 24 hours. And from there, well, allow it to sit in the mold and then it cures for four to six weeks afterwards. But um, after that, you get the final product, which is a bar of soap. So um, from there, I was just amazed because you could take a shower and be able to use these herbs and essential oils every day um, and get the healing properties from these herbs and essential oils um, in your shower. So it was just, it was just the go. And we make um, our, one of our most popular soaps is the activated charcoal soap, which is the black soap that you're talking about. We don't make um, African black soap, but a lot of the ingredients that we use, like the coconut oil, palm oil, shea butter, all of those ingredients are used to make African black soap as well. Okay, and when you mention Africa on this channel, I should have like a buzzer and balloons should come down. Have you gotten any orders yet from Africa or, or is any of the product that you use directly coming from a Ghana, Kenya, 
Cameroon. I haven't forgot about you. Yes, our shea butter, butter comes from um it's 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 at we get it locally here, but the guy who gets it, he's African and he gets it from Africa. So we use uh shea butter. We have to strain it out because it'll come with like, you know, bugs, bugs and, and debris and everything in it. So we just have to strain it out. But yes, that we um get our and, and actually a lot of palm oil comes from um Africa as well. Our palm oil comes from Africa, sustainable palm oil at that. Our, uh, it comes from Indonesia. I'm not sure for that. Yeah, the palm oil, I don't think that it's comes from that. They, they use the red palm oil in Africa. We did used to use that, though. We used it for a second. In we our did. We used it in our chamomile and calendula bar. Um, Now, it used to be like this pure yellow bar because we use red palm oil, but now we stopped using that because red palm oil can be, you know, quite staining. So we, we switched over to a different palm oil. Okay. I mean, we use palm oil for our, the food many a times. I know the Minister of Wellness would probably... Uh, say, you know, stop using that, brother. That's killing you. But, you know, I I, I, I love the minister. I, I, don't see what's, <laughs> I don't see what's wrong with the palm. I mean, people drive cars, use gasoline. We write on paper. We drink coffee. I mean, these are things that contribute to the same way I think a palm oil would do as well. Yeah, and I'm just saying I'm I'm having fun, and I I don't I don't know I'm 200 pounds for a reason um, because I like to eat, and my wife, um, you know, she she likes to cook because that's just you know that's the way we are, and I like to cook too. Uh, my kids even like to cook, but um, you know, with this product and coming from Africa, you say with the bugs in it. See, that's a process many people they have never seen. So I'd love to see the videos on that. But could we in America? Because, you know, once this comes to the boule and the bougie and the yuppies in the suburbs, they'll say, give it to us with the bugs. We want to wash ourselves with the natural bugs on it because we found some research. Uh, could we ever get a designer's mix with the bugs? That's crazy me thinking of the future, asking for that just, to, you know, as an art piece. Maybe it's an NFT. I don't know. But, you know, with the bugs in it, would that harm us? Of course, it wouldn't harm you, but it's really just for the look because I've been on Facebook and I've seen people make statuses about, oh, my gosh, I bought some lettuce and it had a caterpillar on it. Like, I mean, you know, lettuce does come from the ground. That's very possible. Right. And um, I've even known somebody who messaged me about uh, somebody else's product that they use, but there was a bug in the body butter. And she was like, look at this. And I was like, well, you know, it's more than likely she gets her shea butter from Africa. And, um, you know, the person had to, you know, give her another body butter that didn't have a bug in it. So people don't necessarily want to see bugs in their products. Um, so that would have to be a special subset for people who are interested in that. So, so we'll talk after about how, how do we get our own bar, not just for influencers, but folks like little old me who say, I'll take the bug bar and let me run it and do, do my thing because um, I, I bet you there's a, uh, you know, there's an outlet and people, oh, did you say Africa and bugs? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so now when you're starting this business, how, where does the funding come from? So many times people watch Shark Tank and they say, oh, this business could blow up, grow up if I can get it on a Shark Tank or a lion's den whether you're watching it in Canada or Kenya or somewhere else, folks. But how, you know, do you get the funding? And did you guys ever go after angels or venture capitalists? No, um, we started literally from our own, like, 
What you bought a soap kit? I bought a soap kit, and I mean, we both had jobs when we first started, so yeah. a lot of the money that we were putting into the business in the beginning was um, from our jobs, working our jobs. Yeah, much. so we had no venture capital, just started with our own money, and just worked our way up little bit by little bit. This was back in like un unofficially, like 2014, 2015. We officially started a business in 2016 on paper. We filed the business in January 2016. So no. It, we haven't gotten, <clears throat> we just now start getting some angel investor interest last year, but we have, we still haven't taken any, any angel money though, or venture capital money. Oh, I love, I love to hear that. Just, you know, growing it piece by piece because Quentin, you know, majority of the audience are listeners and on Apple, especially. And so they'll hear Quentin Lewis. That sound like some old money. And yeah, man, you know, old, old, old money, <laughs> you know, so that he used his own old money to put this business together. I love to hear that. Where's the, the order, like the furthest that it's, it's come from that you were surprised? Like, wow, they ordered our bar? What is that? What do you say? Like, what, what was the most like surprising okay. order? Yeah, like from what, you know, city or country. Oh, oh okay. world. From Amsterdam, we, um, I think I was looking, I think it was either Amsterdam or Nova Scotia, but I was looking, I thought somebody was frauding, like I thought it was a fraud address, because I was like, what is this saying? And it said, I can't remember if it was said Amsterdam or Nova Scotia, or it, honestly, I think it said the Netherlands, honestly. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what is this? And I was like, wow, we have somebody ordered from the Netherlands. We do have international orders, but the Netherlands just was like, wow. I think, well, I, I don't think like a... I don't remember like a particular place, but I do remember like something like when you get like when you have all these orders sometimes and you don't know who's ordering from you. A lot of times, like a lot of times, like a lot of people, you know, they might be hitting you up on Instagram. Your Instagram name is not the same name that you're probably ordering with. And stuff like that. Yeah. So you don't even mean on. So like when we've had like some uh, WNBA uh, ball player was ordering from us for quite some time. We didn't even know um, who else do we have ordering from us for quite some time. Um, that was probably one of the most surprising. We had a WNBA player that was ordered from us for a while. And then they reached out. Then the agent and her had reached out to us. was like, hey, we want to do some work with you guys. So that was that was like a surprising one to me. No, this is this is nice. So it started off as a hobby. Now it's a full business. Are you both full time now in the business? And have you left the job? Yes. Oh, yeah. We've we been. left our jobs in 20. Well, I personally left mine in 2016. Yeah, she left in 2016. I around the same time because I had a, I actually had a business before this business. I was doing landscape design and uh, like gardening. So I had a business then and I stopped doing that one in like 2017. Fully? The, yeah, like the, yeah, in 2017 fully. So we've been, okay. we've been full time with this business for a second. No, I, I love to hear that. And, you know, you got, so people know, because they say, oh, they have the same last name. Let me just, you know, make sure people understand. You guys are a couple, a married couple um, working together. I hear so often people say, how do you and your wife work together? You know, people ask me, because Quentin, you're not like me. But they say, how does your wife put up with you? You know, with your crazy <laughs> self. And I say, hey. <laughs> you know, Quentin is the, the, the model, you know, high value married man. You know, he, he ain't never lied. He ain't, no, you know, no mistakes on him. Don't hide him up. Don't hide him up. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't, you know, we, 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 oh boy, like, it's cool, but it's definitely a challenge, man. I mean, just, 
just the balance of trying to talk business and dealing with the household and we don't have children. So, I mean, that does, I guess that maybe does help us to be able to like focus on each other. Like say, if we're not doing something in the business, you know, we can, you know, have a conversation between me and her and things like that. So I think it's, 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 it's been it, the pros outweigh the cons. I would say that the pros outweigh the cons. Cause I mean, what'd you say? Hmm? Pros outweigh the cons, right? Oh, they definitely do. The pros <laughs> outweigh the cons. I wouldn't trade it for the world, even though we argue truly like a married couple. Yeah. We just went on a walk and was over there was bickering. The whole, the we wasn't arguing. We just like bickered, just back and forth. And we're both Virgos. We're 10 days apart. Um, ten, I'm 10 days older than him. So, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, well, well, okay. And for those folks who are listening and say, man, I'm in, I'm, I'm in a marriage or I'm a couple and we're working it out together. You know, for a man, I'm going to say what Quentin can't say because he's a, a real gentleman. Um, there's times I want to bring stuff up in business, but I also want my romance, at, you know, uh, to be cool. So I know if I say this thing, I'm going to mess it up, right? right. But I know i got to say it. Do you guys, and again, we're not here yet, so i got to ask y'all. Y'all the experts, you know? Um, do you guys have, like, some safe words or some things that, okay, if I ask you about business and you get upset, you can't bring it over into the personal life because I still want to have that romantic time and I had this whole date planned out. Like, how do you, you know, do that dance? That's a good question. I think I'm more, a little into the balance more than Quentin is because Quentin is going to talk about business on a date and all of, anytime. He is very business minded. So he's going to talk about business all the time. There's times when I have to be like, you know, we're not going to talk about business. We're going to go on this date. We're going to go on this vacation. Even though we still find a way to talk about it somehow, but I'll be like, you know, we're not really going to talk about this right now because I know just knowing me, sometimes it can be a lot of mental, uh, a lot of, it can take up a lot of mental capacity to talk about business when I'm trying to be like, you know, in a in good spirits and be, you know, be friends, you know, you just got to kind of balance and set those roles where they are. No, nah, you're right. I mean, also too, like, I'm like she said, I'm, I'm the one that's very business heavy, business centric or whatnot. She's more of the, she, she brings that balance because we got to eat. <laughs> so, you know, she, she, she'll, she'll cook the food and she makes these juices and, you know, me, I could just I'll just keep on going interview after interview or a meeting or something like that. I'm taking all that type of stuff. So I set up a lot of the dates too. like I'll be like, let's go out to eat or something, yeah. you know, or go on a date somewhere. So I just I just try to keep that that going. He has a friend, though, that he talks to literally every day and they talk about business. And I think that that's a good outlet for him to not yeah. have to talk to me about business all the time. Yes. Well, I'll say this and I hope the IRS is listening. When they put them dinners and them trips on and say this was business, now it's, you know, validated. It's on record. Uh-uh, your honor. We said it on a podcast on here. Check this out. We talk about business all the time. Because even with my kids, I mean, they're 11 and 7, and I talk about business. And, and my wife does, too. So one of us has to be like, hold on. Uh, what are we going to talk about? You know what I mean? And, and, and Quentin, if I'm not talking about business, and I'm talking to my kids. I'm talking about like jujitsu or something with them, and say because they're girls. And I'm yeah. like, not nah, somebody in between your legs. What did your teacher tell you? Do this move because that's gonna break their arm. Then you gotta, you know. So it's okay to talk about business. If not, he might be talking about fighting like me. And my kids say, dang, you know anything else besides business and fighting? 
I said, I'm from Oakland. Y'all been there. Y'all know. <laughs> what else are we going to talk about? You know, money or, or, or defending yourself. Now, you know how we get that. Now, when you guys are doing the business, do you guys have any favorite conferences that you like? Because I find that conferences make the difference between businesses. And I think that's so cool when you can take your spouse and, you know, hit a conference. And that is a date night to me. I know to the women, it may be different, but that's date night to us, you know, so forgive us. Well, we haven't, I would say we haven't did too many conferences. We don't do conferences together. I go to herbalism. Yeah, she'll go to stuff herself. And then you do your, like, I went, I went to a Clavio, like my email marketing joint. Like I went to that one last year. I went to that one by myself or whatnot, but I think because we both have different roles, and different things that we're into, and it allows us to have time to ourselves. She'll go to her herbal conferences because she's into the herbs and those types of things, and I'm into the business stuff, so I'm going to those internet marketing and stuff like that. And for anybody who wants to see more of how they do things, they do have a beautiful website and a YouTube channel, and so they really you know, do this. Now, CBD is the wave right now. You can see it sold at every store. They're putting it in everything. Even this bug spray may have some CBD in it for when I'm going to, you know, spray, spray the flies. Do you have a CBD product? We actually don't. We've looked into CBD several times, but we don't have a CBD product. We do use um, hemp. We do have a 420 citrus hemp soap where we um, utilize hemp oil in that soap. So that's about the only thing we do. We have not ventured off into CBD as of yet just because of like, I don't know, just sourcing. We just really haven't. Yeah, we just haven't. I yeah, think. we just haven't ventured off into it. But we thought about it several times. I think really what it was was with COVID last year, we was extremely busy last year. So we didn't drop no new products last year, like at all. We're literally about to drop a new product tomorrow. And it's actually the first time that we dropped a new product in almost two years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And during COVID, did business kick up? Um, because I know a lot of businesses, you know, did well during COVID. Yeah, COVID was amazing for us. I mean, it was very hard, but we we scaled a lot that year. We went from like we had like three employees pre-COVID, and we end up with, afterwards we was at like twenty-five plus. Okay, and, and you guys talked about the four twenty hemp oil. Let me not. I just heard a hater. I can hear them while they, you know, before they they hear the interview. Can you talk about that soap and what it can and can't do? Because I can already see some potheads saying, oh, a new way to get high. And so and, and somebody already said that. Talking about, can you get high off the soap? Because I felt like I used it and I got high. I said, no, you didn't. I said, no, you probably got, you probably felt some type of way off the essential you thought, oils. You thought, you were high. You thought <laughs> it's a placebo effect because no, you didn't get high. But no, it's just um, hemp oil, and hemp oil is very moisturizing for the skin. It has uh, rejuvenating properties for the skin as well, helps to repair skin cells. Um, so we like to use uh, hemp oil for the 420, but the inspiration from the 420 hemp soap did come from 420. It was a soap that we created um, a couple of years ago when we were doing a 420 event. We dropped it on 420. We dropped it on 420. And um, oh, I was thinking, I always think about the earth and hemp too, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We dropped that was like, yeah, that was the original. And then we, we switched it up and um, added it to the line because we were only bringing it out for a limited time during 420, but it had got such great reviews. People were looking for it um, more so. So we just added it to the line. It's been on there for a couple of years now at this point. You have a premium product. 
uh, and I say that because, you know, people, and, and I say especially for our community, if it was in the store and they say $20 for some soap versus $2 for Suave, right? Um, it's a premium product, but you, you have to pay for premium. And a lot of people pay for that in clothes and jewelry and cars. Can you talk about, you know, the one-time purchase versus the 10% you can save on subscription? And is, is there even like a wholesale price um, that people can get that maybe, you know, knocks off shipping or it knocks off, you know, you get it even cheaper if you want to buy it maybe through your business. Oh, uh, the product, you're talking about the premiumness of the product, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, and our pricing. Yeah. So our pricing, uh, you know, each bar is six, between six to $7. And we do, we have that bundle that we do the five bars for 25. So you do save a little bit if you do that or whatnot. Um, the one-time purchase, you know, that's just, you know, if you go to our site and you just, want to get the you just want to get the product for one time meaning like you don't want to subscribe do the one-time purchase you get your bars at the price that is listed at the subscribe and save is actually a good thing because if you and this is for people that i would say that have tried our product you might have tried the sampler pack you might have tried a full bar and you're like you know what i like this product so much i want to just go ahead and get it monthly then you should do that subscribe and save because you will you will save um about 10 percent on on the individual product and you'll get it recurring if you want it one month two months every three months you don't even gotta think about it It yeah you ain't gotta think about it it just comes um a lot of people like that model today and then what was that last oh yeah then wholesale so we haven't got we haven't did any wholesale believe it or not we have zero wholesale business um and the only reason why is because production has always been a bottleneck from us from day one because we hand make all the products so we can't even we have trouble meeting the demand of our own website because last year we were behind on orders about two months just from our own website. So we wouldn't even be the best vendors to like we wouldn't we wouldn't be the best wholesalers for people who want to sell our product because our website gets a lot of traffic. And like I said, <laughs> <laughs> I know that right there. That's <laughs> man outside. <laughs> Yeah, for those who can't see, I had some type of uh, big hornet, I'm going to say. Massive hornet attack, and I just had to give them that off. But, I, I understand, I understand. But I was yeah. saying, we just we have a hard time with just meeting the demand on our own website because we get a lot of orders and we get a lot of traffic. I mean, right now we get, I mean, right about now, we're getting about, what, three, 400 orders a day from our site. So, you know. As we continue to grow our internal processes, we will be able to take that on. And so many people, we have a list of like thousands of people who are waiting to sell our product wholesale. And we keep telling them every year we think that we're going to get into it. But our direct consumer just continues to grow and grow as people, more people, more and more people keep knowing about us. And my accountant is like, hey, if people are continuing to come to you, you got to continue to just, you know, meet that demand and you got to keep pushing the wholesale back because, I mean, that's 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 the name of the game today. I mean, direct to consumer is a huge thing. And if people are coming directly to you, you know what I'm saying? And we're not taking the hit on the margin, then we're going to continue to service that. But but trust me, as we continue to build out our processes and our internal processes and get more efficient, we're going we're, we will take on that wholesale component. So with the production, are, are you, to step it up to the next level, 
would you then need to say, look, we need a bigger uh, factory. We need to hire, you know, 15 more people. And I'm thinking like, you know, if you were on Shark Tank, the questions they would ask, like, what do you have to do to kick it up to that next level? Yeah, we would definitely need a bigger facility. Like, Because right now we our space now is about 8,000 something square feet. So we would we would need to have a bigger space. Uh, we would need to hire more people to just scale out the process of the of the production. Um, also, too, one of the biggest things is, and we're still learning this, is learning how to scale the process up, but still keep the quality. That's one of the biggest questions: is how do you scale it up and produce more, but you you don't diminish the quality because that is our bread and butter. Like people love the quality and we don't want the quality to like you know diminish so i mean that's a big thing for us right now like we've scaled up our process from the day when we were doing it in 2016 till now and we've still maintained the the quality and we just want to make sure that we continue to maintain that quality um so we will we, we we will get to it though trust me we will get to that point where we will be able to service you know way more people i think we uh I think an engineer, I think we need to definitely get an engineer in there because an engineer will definitely help us to look at our process and scale it out. And the quality, you know, people hear that all the time. They say, you know, a McDonald's burger isn't going to be a burger that you get at like Ruth Chris because they have to produce so many more. Um, I tell people in cooking, it's because you got to put your finger in the dish, right? You give it that love. And I would think with soap, it would be the same thing. So if the, the, is it that the machine then doing what the hands used to do, you're, you're, you're missing that? Is that, is that about right? Or yeah, cause we still utilize the machines and then we still have, um, we just grew out our team. So we yeah. still have, cause that's something that is important to us as we continue to grow machines help make it easier. Um, and you know, sometimes humans, they don't want to do everything, but it's also important to us to still have real hands touching the product, make creating the product and being a part of the production of the product. So it's a balance of both. We use machines, um, to help automate processes and make it easier. And then we got the hands to keep the people involved. But that, that small batch, we literally like right now we make our soaps and what is it about? About 20 pound batches because it's four molds, Mm -hmm. five pounds. So it's about 20 pound batches. We're making them in. And we're pouring them into individual modes. So I think doing it like that allows us to like really keep like a nice mix, a nice quality mm-hmm. into it. You Helps know what I'm saying? Because I'm not sure what it would look like if you took that 20 pound batch and made a 200 pound batch or a 2000 pound batch. We have and, and that's something that we will test out because that's how we even got to where we are now. We kept testing it. We was like, hey, let's let's double this. Let's see what it's like. Let's increase it. See where we are. And then now we got to where we are now. Now, this is for entrepreneurs only game. You have an 8,000 square facility and congratulations to that because, I mean, you have to have a leap of faith to say, I believe in our product. I know what we're doing. I talked to so many entrepreneurs who are scared to make that jump. When you made that jump, did you do like a co-packing? Did you buy the, the factory yourself? Did you rent it, lease it? Because I'm just trying to see, you know, where you were at so I can put in my head, okay, that's how they're moving. That's where the, the second scene is, you know. Um, it, it, you know, how, what level did you go when you made that leap to say, we need such a big place? 
So we were, so believe it or not, in 2019, we got a thousand square foot brick and mortar spot. It was a store and it was a 300 square feet store in the front and 700 square feet in the back was for production. During COVID, we were, we grew, we 10 x our whole company during COVID last year. So in the beginning of that, we were just like, yo, I kept telling my accountant, I was like, yo, man, <laughs> we need more space. And I said, I found a warehouse around the corner. Um, we really need this space. Like, and a lot of people were kind of that were telling me in my ear were kind of just like, hey, continue to maximize space. Can, are you sure you're going to be able to afford it? Are you sure that once COVID is kind of hit its peak or whatever, like is business going to go back down? So I just kind of had to just shut all that noise out. And we just I took the leap of faith and we went and got we went and got that warehouse. We rented it. We rented it. We, so we leased this uh, warehouse space um, literally right around the corner from our uh, from our store. My retail store. So we have a retail store and we have the warehouse. Um, so honestly, it was just we found the space that we needed. We knew we needed it and we just moved. We just went, went, went with it. I mean, there was a little bit of like, oh, we'll be able to afford it. But I knew we'll be able to afford it. You know what I'm saying? Well, my accountant was giving us the advice was just like, hey, man, are you sure? It was kind of like more on the defense. But, I, you know, him, he looks at the numbers on one end, but I'm like, I see the numbers and I'm also in it. So I knew what we needed and what we could do. So it was like a, hey, a leap of faith to just, if you need it and you know that you can, I think the entrepreneur, they know, they know. I think they truly, I think they know, like, they know for real, like, I need to get this space or whatnot, you know? Okay, and so having you know, the brick and mortar and the, the factory, man, what a what a blessing. And you guys might see, you know, Quentin Tear and say, man, how do you get this game, whatnot. But this is, you know, Georgia State, you know. This, this, is, uh, this is not somebody who just set, had an idea. He yeah. put planning in, into it, and, you know, I, I love to hear that. Now, with the success that you guys have had and the best is yet to come, Ooh, the best. I, I saw like an own image when, um, you know, I, I saw the own image. I don't know if they're talking about business or relationships or both, you know, black love. I don't know. But I saw the own image when I said that. What is a community give back that you guys are doing or that you want to do in the future? Currently for us right now, um, I think one of the biggest community givebacks that we're doing, well, we actually just talked about it on our Instagram. So um, we, last year during the pandemic, we had um, some high school kids come and start working for us. And from there, um, they bought along some of their friends. Um, and then um, a lot of them were seniors in high school. They've since graduated from high school within this past um, upcoming graduation year. And so we ended up getting a plaque from the local high school, South Potting High School here, um, for our participation in the work study program, um, just giving these young, and a lot of the um, people who came from that school were young black men. So it was just an honor for us to be able to give young black men who are about to experience and go off to college and go off into the workforce a little bit more um, their last year of senior year, you know, being able to provide jobs for them. Yeah. Um, another thing for us is just being able to provide jobs in general in the community. Um, of course, because we have a warehouse, we have a store within um, Douglasville. So being able to provide jobs to people that live locally yeah. um, within that community has been such an honor for us, something that we're um, happy that we're able to do. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but we do also do like donations when people reach out to us, asking us for various donations for their organizations. We try to give when we can. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, providing those jobs is a big is a I think that's like that's a huge the number one, one for us. Especially people that is local. That's that's a big thing. And you know, when you say for, for black men where I don't care if you didn't go to school or if you did, it's not easy to find a job. You guys being in Atlanta, you know, it it seems to everyone outside, oh man, just go to Atlanta. Problem is everybody's in Atlanta. And, you know, Atlanta has its own, you know, pool of talent and can be um, in its own clique. But, yeah, that, that's a big, a big deal, especially if any black men have had, you know, issues with the law, because that, that's not an easy thing to, to navigate um, or expunge. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking. You can't tell. I'm talking about personal experience. It, it ain't easy to, you know, to, to do that. Um, cause you could be accused of jaywalking <laughs> you're pulled up. Now you got a jaywalking ticket and you try to go to the job and what's, what's this? And they said, you didn't pay it. Now you got, you know, misdemeanor or whatever. So I, I, I love to hear that. What, yeah. With your YouTube, what are your guys' plans and goals? Um, cause I'm saying, you know, there's a documentary. There's a um, a future family channel. Do you guys really like YouTube like that, or is it just a marketing thing at this point? Well, YouTube, I like YouTube. I think YouTube, to me, YouTube, I would say that's probably like one of our number one focus right now. I mean, it's it's to document. It's to document the journey of, of how we've been growing this company and also also to educate people about you know, skincare and just the lifestyle around it. I mean, you could also, you could find Terrence after our videos where she's answering various questions. She's showing different lifestyle things. Like we just dropped a video about, she talked about how watermelon and, and cucumber, how you can, you know, use that to hydrate. nourish, hydrate yourself internally, which in turn will help the skin. So like I said, it's just a platform for us to document our journey. You know what I'm saying? As a, I think we're, to me, I, I feel like we're the one of the only one of the only companies that are like documenting our journey like you could literally go to our youtube channel from like video probably earlier in our days and really just see the progression and the growth that's been happening on youtube um and then so yes i mean you it, it also is a marketing thing as well because i mean content content is a uh, content is king i mean you if you're not producing content today i mean it's 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 very hard for you to kind of be noticed and for people to kind of support you because they don't they don't even they don't even know what you're doing. So, you know, our YouTube channel is our it's our voice and it's uh you know people can feel the energy and see exactly what we're doing and really get a peek into you know what Urban Eden is about. Well, I love it. You guys, you will love it as well. Check the links in the description. I want to take the conversation off air because you know i want to talk about stuff that um is about what the next steps are and you guys will see them on uh future shows like the african diaspora news channel and we're going to hopefully set a date right now so let me talk to quentin and i'm gonna call karen lauren hill's younger sister because that's the that's you the love that's my favorite <laughs> you love lauren hill. <laughs> so you guys if you do nothing else Share this game and be blessed. Are you tired of the rat race in America? Are you ready to visit the motherland to relax and rejuvenate? Are you ready to explore all that Africa has to offer? Then check out the brand new Diversified Game Academy course, Prepare for My First Trip to Africa. Are you worried about being able to afford the trip? We got you. We will show you how to travel either on a budget or as a baller. Learn how to stress the value of the USD 
did you know that 100 United States dollars is worth over 1,000 South African Rand or 10,000 Kenyan shillings or 54,250 West African CFA? Are you worried about taking your kids? Get the game from Kellen Cash, a bona fide world traveler, having traveled to almost 20 countries, several of those in Africa. Get the game on taking your kids on their first trips. Learn how to find the best tickets, get the visas, and plan your own adventures in Africa. Don't let Eddie Murphy have all the fun. Plan your own coming to Africa trip starring you, produced by you, and featuring you. If you are ready for a life-changing experience, sign up for our course today, Diversified Game Academy. Get prepared and purchase at diversifiedgame.com. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit diversifiedgame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.